Hi, my name is Arman, and you're listening to the Yes I Am podcast. At this podcast, we have vulnerable and venting conversations full of integrity with guests about their life stories and how it influences who they are today. You can follow me on Instagram at ArmanASKZ to stay connected. And now, let's get inspired. Welcome to Yes I Am Podcast, Lacey. How are you doing today? Good, I'm nervous. <laughs> that's okay, that's okay. What is your story? Born and raised in Hawaii on the Big Island. Um, grew up in a small town called Hilo. Mm-hmm. It was always me, my mom, my dad, and I have three other siblings. Mm-hmm. Well, technically I have four, but I don't really talk to my fourth sister. Mm-hmm. Not any bad blood, but it's just she didn't really grow up with us. Um, my mom is like my everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm her only child, but my dad has multiple kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm the baby. So I grew up with all my older siblings, whatever. So let me just first explain the analogy I use. I believe every human, like every airplane has a black box you know like a black box and for an airplane is is a, is a box that holds all the secrets and information of an airplane that in the case that like the airplane crashes or anything they can retrieve those information to realize what happened mm-hmm. uh, I believe human also have a black box it's like a box that we keep very secret within ourselves deep in down our heart and um, and a lot of times we just try to avoid them. Mm-hmm. Um, in your black box, <laughs> um, tell me maybe four or five emotions, feelings that are there. I guess so, yeah. Sadness. Mm-hmm. Loneliness, for sure. Loneliness? Uh-huh. Um, I think guilt sometimes. Guilt? Yeah. And maybe fear. Fear? Mm-hmm. Tell me more about the guilt. I think that I get a lot of guilt when it comes to people that are important to me. Like, am I not doing enough? Do I need to be more supportive? Do I need to be a better friend? How can I show up more? Um, or for my mom. Like, is there ways that I can be a better daughter? How do I achieve more and be mm-hmm. exactly how she wants? I just feel guilty or like guilt about maybe I take everything for granted. Maybe take, I take advantage of the money that my dad gives me or how my mom helps me pay for my schooling. Yeah. Like I feel guilty in a way. But then I also tell myself like, no, like some parents just can afford that. Um, I'm like... Do I deserve it? I guess so. That's how I feel. Yeah. Where, where do you think the feeling of guilt comes from? Like, what, have, what events has ha- like that happened in your childhood that you think Ooh. made you feel like, do you even deserve it? I guess that's because that's where your guilt comes from. Yeah. Do you even deserve it? I don't know. I feel like maybe... I was definitely spoiled as a kid. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But with that came the consequence of not having that. I feel like 
my mom loved me so much so she gave me more because I didn't have a dad if that makes sense not necessarily material things but material things spending time um all of that because she's like I need to make up for two parents yeah so maybe my guilt comes from like do I deserve did I deserve that in that situation when other people don't have the things that I had, but I always took it for granted. If that makes mm -hmm. sense. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling. Like, I've always been like, yeah, I had a crappy childhood. Mm -hmm. But is it as bad as someone else's? Do you think that? No. I think that other people have it worse. I shouldn't. But I feel like that's also me invalidating my own, my own traumas, my own things. If that makes sense. I want you to actually, this is, this is very interesting. Um, what do you think is the difference between two people? One things, one, one of the thought things that they had their roughest childhood mm -hmm. and barely nobody can like match that. Like what I would think it would be. Yeah, I'm just, let me just play the scenarios. One of them is that, you know, someone that just believes I had the roughest childhood. And there's another person like you that you think, oh, there are a lot of people that had it worse than me. Mm -hmm. What do you distinguish these two people? That one of them thinks I had the roughest, the other so one thing? I feel like there is no way to get out of it if you just pity yourself. Like, oh, I had it the worst. I'm the worst. I'm, I feel so crappy about my mm. life. Like, that, those feelings are totally valid. But also recognizing it's not just you. Mm. It's everyone else. Everyone else goes through things, too. If you're, I feel like that self-pity kind of invalidates everyone else's experiences. And I feel like everyone has different experiences from where you grew up, from what ethnicity, culture you come from from the color of your skin. Everyone gets different experiences. Sure. So I feel like for someone to be like, oh, I had the worst. It's like, that's not fair. That's not fair. That's how I look at it. Do you think that person that thinks like that is more selfish? A little bit, yeah. Okay. I feel like they can tend to be more of a selfish person because they're only thinking about themselves. Like close-minded. Close-minded? Yeah. Okay. Because I think I think I can be a closed-minded person, but when it comes to other people's feelings, I would mm -hmm. like to think that I'm a little more more like open to understanding. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I want to be a therapist, so I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would think that they would be more conceited, self-absorbed, stuff like that. I recently um, read something about if you. A lot of people that really succeed in life and go far are the people that are have a higher levels of selfishness. Hmm. Yeah, because if it's just all about others, you just spend less amount of time on yourself. You that, focus on everyone else. Yeah, you keep you, you basically like you keep growing everybody, but you still in the one level. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. So. What's your opinion of that? Do you think you are you are more of a person that wants to grow everybody and just... I don't think that I'm... Well, I'd like to not think that I'm selfish. <laughs> I think I can be. Mm -hmm. But 
I don't think it's worth, I don't think success is worth forgetting that there's other people around you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where are you going to, you can have all the success in life, but if the people around you don't actually care about you and are only around you because of your success, what do you have? That's how I think of it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You don't have anything. I'd rather have good relationships with good people because I care mm-hmm. about them and they care about me and be not as successful. You, what I'm hearing from you is someone that had had a very, very rough childhood, uh, went through a lot, and then you're having a very mature um, outlook to all of those things right now. Thank you. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Took a lot of therapy to get here. <laughs> I'm actually curious about that's what I'm about to ask. Uh, what was that pivotal time that kind of like kind of switched the flip for you that instead of like just all blame 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 mm-hmm. i had the toughest and everything kind of like turn the table around and look at it from different view yeah it was definitely in high school mm-hmm. when i was dating that that guy my first boyfriend um i kind of just blamed everyone around me like you don't understand me you don't understand mm-hmm. why I love someone like this. Like, you guys will never get it. Like, mm-hmm. he had a rough childhood. I had a rough childhood. Mm-hmm. No one would get it. And then working through therapy mm-hmm. and realizing the underlying issue is, girl, you got problems because your dad, not because of this man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was kind of a switch because in that time of my life, too, me and my mom were in a good place. I mean, we lived together, but I was in that teenage era I feel like a lot of girls will understand this. Like, mm-hmm. um, where you just hate your mom because she doesn't understand you. You just you just can't stand it. Yeah. Um, anything that she did just like pissed me off. And now I look at it, I'm like, that's so terrible of me. Like I was such a bad kid. I was doing a lot of bad things, like sneaking out at 16, hanging out with 24 year olds, drinking with them, um, smoking weed all night, and then going to school the next day, like stuff like that. And I think that the therapy helped, but also kind of like, uh, what the hell am I doing kind of thing? Um, Because I would look at other people that are kind of like that and be like, your life was not as hard as people that you, like people around the world. And then I'm like, wait, I'm kind of like that. I kind of think, oh, poor me, pity me blame everyone about all my issues i think yeah it just took me looking at other people and being like ew like you think like that and then realizing oh shit i think like that and then kind of wanting to change that and i also think my dad being sober i think i felt a lot of like what is that closure closure Mm-hmm. yeah um after this pivotal time, did you start feeling um, the regret for like your past actions? I still feel regret. You feel the regret? I feel more, most towards my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, who wants to treat their mom mean? My mom has only ever cried in front of me three times in my life. And two of those were at funerals. The one time was because I made her cry because I was so mean. I wouldn't curse at her or anything. It was just more so being ungrateful. 
I'm not realizing everything that she has done for me. So I'd kind of be like, oh, why don't I have this? Why don't I have that? Like, she, and she would get upset with me. Like, you don't need these things, these materialistic things. Like, I'm trying my best here. I'm only working. I can only, I'm the only one working. I'm paying for this apartment for us to live in. What else can I give you? And I would just be ungrateful. I'd be like, well, you do this, you do that. And I think that I feel really bad now about it. So I think when I do go home and see my mom, I'm like, let's hang out. Let's do this together. Let's go do this. Like, I'll just sit in her room and just watch movies with her and just do things that she kind of likes now because I feel bad. But I think that's the only person that I really feel guilty for treating her in that time. So you don't regret for your own action also of the things that are related to your mom? What do you mean? Do you regret like... Oh yeah, I regret all of that. You, you regret all... No, no, no. But do you regret the times that you said hang out with 24-year-olds drinking and then do you regret those too or no? I regret those, but not really. Because I feel like it was also like mm-hmm. an experience. Sure. Not saying every every 16-year-old girl should go out and do that. <laughs> stuff, but with my best friends that mm-hmm. are still my best friends today, like we'll still talk about those times and mm-hmm. be like, dude, what the hell were we doing? And laugh about them. Because, like, of course, there's like funny memories that come mm-hmm. with it. Would I kill my daughter if she did that? Yes. <laughs> yes, I would. But I tell my mom about it now. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, I can't believe you were doing those crazy things. Like, uh. Also, too, the place that I grew up is really small. So everyone kind of knew each other. Everyone knew each other. So it's never like I was never really in a super dangerous situation. Of course, drinking and driving is definitely dangerous. Oh, you don't know? No, not me. Oh. <laughs> the, the people that I would hang out with. Oh, like, okay, okay. So, I don't, I don't approve of that. But <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't say I fully regret it. No. Mm-hmm. Yolo. <laughs> That's how I look at it. Yeah. Uh, uh, you said you regret the things that are related to your mom, though, mm-hmm. and I am wondering because I feel like. Feeling responsible and accountable for your actions help you to, to learn something from them and turns them to an experience. Why, why can't you think about it from that way when it comes to your mom? I don't know. The guilt. The guilt. I'm like, she's done so much for me. And I think, too, I... Now I'm getting older and I'm thinking about like, okay, I'm going to have a daughter Mm -hmm. if I do. If I don't know if I would be able to handle the way that I treated her, like in her perspective, like you go through all of this, you leave in a, a bad marriage, Mm -hmm. you take your daughter and she turns out to be a little brat. I'm like, that sounds, I just have a lot of regret for that. And I know that it should be like an experience, but I just think that now that I'm coming of age where I'm like, I got to start thinking about, I'm going to start having kids soon. How am I going to raise them? I'm like, not like how I was, I hope. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think that's why it's more so hitting me now. Because you talked about, you know, you don't want your own daughter to do those things. Mm -hmm. Do you think that will make you a very strict parent? 
no. No. Because, of course, I don't want my daughter to do yeah. those things. But I think I turned out pretty good. I think okay. I turned out pretty good. Um, and I know that 16-year-old girls, they do some pretty bad things. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never be a strict parent because my mom never raised me. My mom was never strict with me. Mm-hmm. So I was always honest with her, basically. like That allowed you to go back to her. Yeah. Okay. So I've always gotcha. felt, felt kind of safe. Mm-hmm. And I want my kid to be able to feel that feel way. Feel that too. way with you. Like, can can I talk about that? Like, virginity? Yeah. Okay. Um, before I even had sex, I had told my mom that I was ready mm-hmm. to start having sex. Just so she could put me on birth control. I think I was like 15. I think about, like, if my kid were to do that now, I'd like feel like a, a knife in my chest. But she did it. Mm-hmm. Just so I was safe. I feel like that says a lot about how close we were, I guess. Yeah. Is she proud of you? I think so, but she doesn't really tell me. Oh, she doesn't tell you that? She does sometimes, but mm-hmm. not really. Me and my mom, have a, we're so close, but mm-hmm. we're not the loving close. Like, I don't hug my mom. <laughs> we're, we're not affectionate. Not like that, no. Our quality time and just doing things together, that's how we show our love with each other. Is that your love language, quality time? I think think so. I think so. But it's also weird because that's also, if there's too much of it, I shut down. Mm. I need my alone time. But I also think that's why I'm a night owl. Because I'm like, I need to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. That's actually actually a good transition to the, the whole loneliness thing that you told me. Yeah. Because when you said that, um, I was quite interested because you said you always had your mom right there. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you actually had a, had a friend group as well, too, growing up, you know, mm-hmm. that you got to go out and drink and everything as a mm-hmm. kid. And you still had that feeling of loneliness. Yeah. And you still have it right now. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like it won't ever go away, really. What is it? That? What, what, what's the source of that? I don't know. It's just like... Not to be corny, but like when you're in a room and you just, there's so many people around you, but you just feel like you're alone. Oh, so one way to clear this out, are you okay with this loneliness? 50-50. Okay. I love being alone, but I also get these sporadic moments where I'm like, I need someone. Mm. Like I have, I have my boyfriend, of course. Yeah. Um, but I think that I found that in my roommate, Alexis, in her dog. She makes me feel a lot less lonely. Um, and to the point where I'm lowering my dosage on my antidepressants because I'm like emotional support dog. I love her. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but I think I've always felt that way and I don't know where it comes from, like what it stems from. But I also like it. But I don't like it at the same time. It's weird. If you tomorrow wake up, you don't have any friends, would you be sad? Yes. Mm-hmm. Would, I'm like, uh-huh. I wouldn't be able to live. <laughs> That's what I wanted to ask you. So let, let's put you in this scenario. Tomorrow you wake up, um, you got no friends. Would you be sad or would you go find friends? Ooh. I think I would do both. But I also have a really hard time making friends. 
What is that? Is that a trust thing? Yeah. I don't trust anybody. I'm like, everyone is out to get you somehow. That's how I look at it. Really? Yeah, I don't trust anybody. But I also think that it goes, again, with, like, I was so lucky with growing up with my friends. Mm -hmm. We haven't had the same friend group. Well, I've had my same best friend since preschool. Yeah. And we've had the same friend group since seventh grade in middle school. And those are, like, the people that I still talk to daily. Um... But I can make friends sometimes. It depends. I'm so weird. Like, if I get one weird vibe, I'm like, I'm never going to talk to you yet. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, um, so, I want to know if it has anything to do with the fact that um, you're going home and then your mom telling you that we need to pack everything up and go to mm -hmm. grandma's. For protection, does the trust initiate from like protection to kind of protect yourself? You try to not make a lot of friends? I think so. You think yeah. so? Because I noticed that I don't make a lot of friends mm -hmm. on purpose in a way. Because, like, I of course can go out and be like, hey, like, let's go hang out. Stuff yeah. like that. But I choose not to because yeah. I'm like, then I have to open myself up. Mm. And then what are they going to do with that information? Like, but then I'm also open like this, like a podcast. So oh, yeah. Like, I was about to ask you. So. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm weird. I don't know. Like, I guess trusting someone is just hard for me. But I'm also very protective of my close friends that I have. Mm -hmm. Like, Mama Bear. Don't mess with my friends. Where does the protection come from to kind of like make sure you keep them around you? Make sure... Make sure no one hurts them. Make sure no one hurts them. Mm -hmm. And that's just... I don't know where that comes from. Oh, oh, you don't know? I don't think so. Like, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> where does that come from? Well, uh, I mean, from, from, from our conversation, it just, it just seems like that you are a, you're, you're a giver. You're a huge giver. And uh, what, I'm, what I'm realizing is you just do not want anything that has ever happened to you happen to anyone else, you know? And that's just uh, when it comes to, like, you know, protecting them. When it comes to just even what you said before that, um, the whole even trust thing, you know, is just... You don't know what information they would do with that, you know. I feel like you, and you, you said something about that, uh, about this before too, about like, um, you want to be a therapist. Mm -hmm. That's also about giving, you know, because you want to make sure people will feel better about how they're feeling because you have experienced that. So it kind of like it gives me the feeling of anything that you have experienced. You don't want anyone else to experience. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, I would, um, yeah, that sounds right. But I don't like being a giver. I get so annoyed with myself. because I'm. That's like, great to be a giver. I get so annoyed because I'm like, because there's too many takers. You know what I mean? There are get, a lot, get, especially get, in this world, yeah. Yeah. So that's even more so why I'm like, everyone stay back. Don't talk to me. I'm not going to be your guys' friend. <laughs> but then I can have, like, 
small talk friends if that makes sense but small talk also kills me boring yeah yeah that's why when me and you had met in the bar i was like hey my name's kalei yeah give you my my name that i don't even use like yeah because i'm like i'll probably never see him again yeah (laughs) (laughs) and look at us now oh my god (laughs) interesting well actually um I think we, our conversation the first time we met was not necessarily very small talk. I don't think so, yeah. No, but I had thought that you were hitting on me, so I, I got scared. Oh, you did? Yeah, <laughs> I had thought you were going to hit on me, so I was like, no. But then you were talking, and I was like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. He's not trying anything. That's the first thing that me and Alexis had said when we got home. Mm-hmm. We're like, he didn't even try to hit on us or anything. He's just mm-hmm. cool. Because, you know, we're in I'm college. Cool. <laughs> You're cool. Really cool. Because we're in a college town. Everyone, yeah. Every guy that comes up to you in a bar, they want something. Mm-hmm. They want your Snapchat. They want you to come home with them. They want this. They want that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, steer clear. Get away from me, everyone. Well, you can you cannot blame them. It's it's the bar environment. You yeah. know, it's kind of like what you go to bar basically for, you know, especially in a college town. So, I go to get drunk with my girlfriend. No, I know. I understand <laughs> that. But I'm just saying, in a college town, it's, it's, it's normal. It's nothing yeah. that like you'll be surprised by like, why like people are doing that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nothing that, like, out of ordinary. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Hey, no shade to the hookup culture. Respect. Do what you want love to do, yep. you know? <laughs> Especially in this town. <laughs> uh, one thing we talked about earlier, about that... You're not a risk taker. Yeah. You don't take risk. And then you told me one of those emotions in your black box is fear. Yeah. <laughs> like, I fear everything. Yeah. Is. Let me ask you um, if you take your risk, or you don't take your risk because you are fearful of that risk not being successful, and then you're going to feel guilty afterwards. Yeah, that's one of them. Um, I just fear everything, like, failing. I don't like that. I'm like, maybe it's the Capricorn in me, but I don't (laughs) like that. I'm like, if I'm not going to be the best at something, I'm not going to do it at all. Yeah. So, like, sports? Mm Mm-mm, I am not a sports girl. And my mom used to make me try every single damn sport in the book. And I would just not be, I'd be like, no, I'm not doing it mm-hmm. because I'm not good at it. And if I'm not good at it, I don't want to do it. But I don't know. I'm like, I don't know where that comes from either. <laughs> like, I just fear everything. Like, and I also think that that's where like anxiety, my anxiety is like, I'll stay up all night just thinking like, when you, when I went to the grocery store, this person looked at me weird. I wonder if I had something on my face or something. Like, I'll just... You do things like that? I'll think like, really? like, or be like, oh my God, I have so many exams to do. Um, I need to study for this and this and this. And to the point where I don't even do it. Mm-hmm. I'll just stress myself out so much that I'm like, I'm just not going to do it at all. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fear, procrastination, overthinker. Oh my god, I have with that, yeah. I can't relate. I can't relate. I'm like, I'll stress myself out too much. You just like, you, you're one of those people, like, when they're just too much, you just like, okay, you just shut down. Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
yeah like even even today so mm. in prep for today because you said oh at three o'clock mm. um i still have to work four hours every single day yeah but i take two online classes so that's a lot of like discussion posts and all of that yeah to do on thursday uh-huh so yesterday i was just like busting my butt off just doing all the discussion posts so i don't have to worry about it today or thursday like really i think weird i don't know i'm like i need to get everything well that means you're not procrastinating though because if i don't do it then and there i'm not gonna do it at all oh you know that (laughs) yeah i know that see what i what i went through in college was i was like i'm not gonna go do it today and then tomorrow and then the day after and i end up not even doing it (laughs) exactly that's how but i was i was cool with that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm trying to graduate on time. I've already failed a few classes. I did that too. It's fine. Oh it's college. That's part of college experience. Failing. Yeah. I failed a lot of my classes. I literally took an astronomy class thinking that it was going to be like about the moon and the sun. It was trigonometry. I died. I died. <laughs> I was an idiot for that one. Everyone is clowning me for it. I think that was like my freshman, sophomore year. I was like, oh, I'm such an idiot. You failed it? Yeah, I failed it. Oh, God. It was like all the math. I was like, I can't, I can't do it. To the point where I think three weeks into the, the semester, I just stopped doing the work. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, nope, I'm just going to fail and I'm okay with that. But now I'm facing the repercussions because I have to take 16 credits this summer just to graduate on time. Because I failed so many classes. I think I failed like three. Um, I failed one class three times. One? Three times? What class was it? <laughs> uh, operating systems. This was a computer science class. Oh, I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, the, yeah it was just... First time I didn't do anything about it. Second time, I just knew how hard it is. So I just still didn't do it very well. <laughs> Third time, I was like, I already have other classes that I know I can pass. Yeah. So let's just. <laughs> I literally, I do that yeah. to myself too. Um, how do you wake up every day? Or like, how? what do you do every day to be a better version of yourself than the day before? I don't, and that's why I feel guilty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You don't? I feel, and you feel guilty? Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, we'll do something about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't. I just feel like so stuck. I don't know, it's weird. It's like, it's like when people are like, yeah, I want to be skinny. And they're like, okay, we'll just go to the gym, eat healthier. Mm-hmm. I can't. I literally, I just tell myself. What I mean, do you mean, no, you can't? I know I can, mm-hmm. but... Mentally, I don't think I can. And it's all a mental thing. Because I know I can. But can I stick with it? No. You know what I mean? Because I always fail with that kind of stuff. Like waking up on time. Going to class for a consecutive of a full week. I can't do that. I don't know why. So you just decide to not even do it because you know it will not be uh, sustainable? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, there's times where I'm like, 
in the middle of the night when I feel like being productive. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get my life together. I'm going to eat healthy. Yeah. I'm going to go to the gym. Oh, you plan a lot. Yes. Oh, yeah. You Okay, okay. So you do a lot of planning, but, but not necessarily executing. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. I think it was like a week or two ago. Uh-huh. I went to the gym for two days straight. My body was killing me. And I was like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I can't. But I don't know. I'm just so bad. I, I don't get motivated. I don't motivate myself and I can't, I just can't be motivated. You know what motivates people to do anything with? What? Living? Huh? Living? <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I'm talking scientifically. Uh, it's dopamine. Yeah, I don't have any. How do you get that? <laughs> Isn't it like running and exercise? Doesn't exercise boost your dopamine? Or is it serotonin? It, no, no, it does boost your dopamine. Yeah, you get a you get a high dopamine rush after an exercise. But it's not just exercise, you know. I'm pretty sure you get your dopamine probably from like social media or something like that. I don't know. Only from TikTok. Everything that that's a huge dopamine rush. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah. I, can the sun give you dopamine? Sun uh, does not give you dopamine, but it, it has other stuff that it does to you. It helps with your sleeping pattern. It helps yeah. you go to bed at night easier. Yeah, I feel a lot better back at home. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you do. That I want to live in Hawaii. <laughs> I feel so much browner. Just feel so much happier. Yeah. But there's also a lot of opportunities up here that you just can't get back at home. Mm-hmm. Like work? The opportunity? What type of opportunity? Work. Like, I don't know. There's just this ideology where it's kind of like if you don't leave the, the town, you, you kind of never will. Mm-hmm. Like you, your town specifically. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, You're yeah. not talking. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. So a lot of people are like, okay, I'm going to right after high school, I'm going to go straight to college. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, you're stuck at home working, like, a job for the re- the same job for the rest of your life. And not a lot of people want that. Other people are fine with it and no shade. Mm-hmm. Do what you got to do. But I think my mom never had that. My mom's always been in Hawaii. So she's kind of like, you need to get out of here. You can come back later, but get out of here mm-hmm. for now. One of the last topics I want to touch base on, from since last year, Ooh. a year ago, okay. how different are you? Hmm. I think I'm pretty different, but not fully different. Like, I'm not at my peak yet, if that makes sense. But you're better? Yeah, I think I'm better. I think that I've been more okay with being alone and lonely. So you have better yourself? A little bit, yeah. I guess. <laughs> there you go. Five years. Five years. So five years ago today? How old would I be? 17. Ooh, I've changed a lot then. I've changed a lot. So you have better yourself since then too? Yeah. 10 years. I wouldn't, I don't think I would even be able to comp- comprehend what life is like now. Like how good. Kind of. Do you do you ever t- spend time thinking about those times and comparing them with like where you're right now? 
Not really. I mean, like, I'm so open with with my traumas and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I've just talked about it so many times that I'm like, kind of just another thing that happened to me. And I think mm -hmm. that also goes with how I'm like, my life isn't as bad as other people's. Yeah. Because I think I've talked about it so much. Yeah. Yeah, but what I'm, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is you just like, right now, you shared me your childhood and everything. Mm -hmm. About 10 years ago, you are in a different place right now. For sure. A lot has changed. You definitely have better yourself. Five years ago, that was when you were dating the other person, mm -hmm. probably. Yeah. Pivotal time. Yeah. You have changed a lot. And even a year ago, um, you just said you're okay, more okay with being alone. It's yeah. huge. So another another huge growth in your life. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of value to just like... I guess uh, just thinking about who you were at different times in your life and then who you are right now in your life and just seeing, you know, how far you have come. That's crazy. I never even thought about it like that. I'm yeah. like, wow, I really did change within five years or a year. That's oh, 100%. Crazy. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. Hmm. So coming back to that, um, because I have all before you just said it, uh, about like, I do not really necessarily feel the motivation to better myself every single day. I have dealt with that. And uh, I think it's just a matter of for like people like us, it might not be like how different you are since yesterday. It might not be as significant that mm -hmm. we can feel it. You know, it's kind of like exponential. It's, it's, yeah. It grows, but it grows very slowly. But when you think about it in a one-year spectrum, you, oh, yeah, I am a very yeah. different type of person. So, yeah, I just want to let you know you're doing yeah. great in that, in that That's sense. shocking. Yeah. That's shocking. Yeah. Last question. Okay. What is the biggest lesson you have ever learned in your life? Oh, I was just talking about this with everyone. Um... Not everyone thinks the same as you do. I get really frustrated when I kind of, like in a situation, for example, with friends, if they do something that I wouldn't do to them, mm -hmm. I get frustrated because I'm like, why don't you think the same way that I do? I wouldn't do you like that. Why are you doing me like that? Kind of thing. I get so frustrated. Um, I think that that was a really hard lesson to learn. And also... What, 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 what made you realize that? I think a lot of, like, just small issues within friend groups. Or well, my friend group. Like, just small disagreements and mm -hmm. stuff like that. It's like... I would just get upset. and like, why mm -hmm. do you think that way? Or even, like, why do you think that way about yourself? Mm-hmm. I don't see you that way, mm -hmm. and it just frustrates me. Like, think how I think. That's how I look at it. <laughs> uh, the if you just um, do you know Steve Harvey? Yeah. One thing he said, which is very interesting, and ever since he's I, I heard that, I'm like always thinking about things in life like that. He says, uh, in every moment of adversity, there's a blessing and there's a lesson. Um, from your trauma, from your childhood, 
What was the blessing? What was the lesson? Mm, I know the blessing for sure. It was being so close with my mom. Mm -hmm. And not only going through it by myself, but going through it together. Mm -hmm. Um, And the lesson would be... mm, I don't know. That's a hard one. I mean, I always tell myself, like, because of that, because of what happened to my mom, like, I've never let a man treat me that way or stuff like that. But you never know until you're in the situation because I doubt my mom knew that my dad was going to be like yeah. that. Um, I don't know. That's a hard one. A lesson. A lesson. I guess that things do can, can get better. And things like that aren't normal. You know what I mean? Because I feel like it also in Hawaii too, mm-hmm. it's so normalized. Domestic violence, drugs, abuse. It doesn't go reported. You know? And it's like verbal abuse, emotional abuse. I have seen all of my friends go through it at least once. Um, and it's just so normalized. And I feel like, too, that's, that goes into why I want to be a therapist. I want to help with that, like, domestic abuse cases and domestic violence, whatever. Violence and in intimate relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, yeah, I think that that was kind of a lesson. Like, that is not okay. It's not normal to be treated that way. Um, especially in front of children. If you want to put one word in front of, yes, I am. Hmm, okay. What would that be? I seen this on I heard this on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. I'm trying to think of the ones that you have you already have already because I'm like I don't want to say the same thing. Uh, it, it's yours. You can just say whatever best describes you. I guess we talked a lot about um how I felt guilty. Mm-hmm. So I would say yes I am worthy. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, Make sure to subscribe and share with your friends. And as always, yes I am.